Hello, this is Journey into the Unknown, and Adams of Stardust Podcast, inaugural episode 1. I thought a good place to start this podcast would be for me to review my yearly theme of 2021. For me it was a year of commitment, even though in my head it was the year of perseverance. Because unfortunately I started the year of 2021 in a pretty rough mental health um, sort of shape, because the end of 2020 was pretty garbage for me as a freedom-loving sort of citizen and um, for my country of Belarus, uh, where the dictator completely falsified the elections and um, there were mass protests and the country went basically to shit afterwards, not like it was in much better place before, but at least people had hopes that come time the election, this time around, we're going to dethrone the dictator, but obviously it didn't happen because that's not how dictators go away um unless it's a, like a military coup or the person dies you're not going to dethrone the dictator by electing somebody because it's not it's not how it works that's the real life but we we believed um in a bit of a fairy tale so and then i had a little bit of a fallen apart i guess with uh, one lady which completely took me off guard and really sort of just put me in a very rough shape because it was on top of what was happening in my country. And then my country actually closed uh, itself off the world, uh, basically putting down uh, an Iron Curtain Soviet Union style, um, which is still in place till this day, till 2022. So people cannot easily go out of this country. It's exactly how it was in the Soviet Union. It's like very good reason to go out as a citizen. They allow people to come in, but they don't allow people to go out, at least, again, not easily. That was happening at the end of 2020, so I started the year 2021 in a very bad mental shape. And um, I was just thinking, how can I survive this? How can I just go through it and sort of just don't like completely crumble and, and at least stay somehow productive, at least try to do something to try to lift myself out of this situation? which the year, one year, uh, have passed and it didn't happen. But at least, honestly, I'm still grateful that I'm still alive. I'm really grateful for that. So that's one thing. So in my, in my mind, even though I put the year of commitment as like my yearly theme, I was doubting, like, should I put perseverance? And I feel like that sort of reflects more of my mental state because it's just about like persevering. It's just about like going through that kind of a rough period of time it's not necessarily about like committing to one thing or another rather than just sort of surviving you could have i could have renamed it a year of survival and it would be pr pretty much spot on so how did it go in terms of what i've planned for myself and how did it actually go um i wanted to make two music albums i wanted to write a children's book i did only one of those th three things and i wanted to like create more podcasts, create more like YouTube content. I wanted to um, finish like my websites um, for diff several different projects and uh, wanted to do more creative things in general. Overall, if I account like all of the things that I wanted to do, I barely like scratched the surface. I don't think I even like got to 10, well, okay, I, I got to like 10%, finished 10% of what I set out to accomplish basically which is quite a failure if I'm being completely honest to myself. But so many times throughout the year, I had such a 
quite a f- debilitating, I would say, anxiety and depression that, um, once again, I'm just happy that I'm still here and, and sort of still at least have hopes in a sense because it comes and goes uh, with me that one day I can be like quite excited, couple days quite excited about something, right? Like maybe start a new project, maybe do something in that um, in new field or just do some work on the project. And then I just get completely discouraged because again, either either like YouTube does something completely stupid, like removes dislikes buttons instead of like trying to promote actually the content of um, new YouTubers, stuff like that, which like I cannot control, but the, the things that still affect me. And I'm learning how to sort of let go more and more in the sense that like I can only do my stuff and I cannot affect how the world sort of will react and just in general like how these big tech companies um will do anything basically even though a lot of the things that i do sort of um depend on them basically i'm just trying to like not not get discouraged after setbacks after failures after um maybe not so much of failures rather than like lack of success let's put it that way if i'm like accounting all of those things Taking into account the fact that I didn't get completely discouraged, I still continue to do something. And at the end of 2021, I actually wrote my first screenplay. Not finished, but at least like a first draft, uh, which is something that I did not know if I will be able to do. But I'm going to talk about it a bit later. Overall, I would say that this year was at least all right, at least okay. I didn't do anything stupid to my own body, to myself. And didn't ruin lives of anybody else, which is at least something. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really aiming low. Um, we survived. I released one instrumental album, which is super small. I wanted to make it bigger. I released it, I think, in like, I want to say April 2021. And um, unfortunately, I didn't do music. after. I did music, but I didn't release music after that. And I wanted to create that album way more than like six or seven tracks that it has i wanted to include more tracks um but unfortunately i was stupid enough to buy macbook 12 inch 2015 which is a garbage machine when it was released in 2015 and is definitely garbage machine six years later it's like super underpowered completely like lackluster in performance um i was i was buying it just to like have a typing machine like mac os typing machine yeah, I didn't think that I'm going to be doing music when I was buying it at the end of like 2020. So yeah, basically this this MacBook um, was holding me back because I was doing several tracks um, that I started on my iPad because this is the place where basically all my tracks are originating because I kind of like the interface of GarageBand on iPad and how you can sort of mission mash a little bit of stuff, like you can tap things, obviously it's it's a little easier to start projects there, but it's incredibly hard to finish it there. Um, not least because memory management on iPad is complete garbage. Like if you have done any project, like musical project of any scale larger than like two tracks or five tracks, let's say, you know that at some point, at some length of the track, it will start to optimize things which basically says that um, it will take like your MIDI notes and will try to convert them into audio file, which will bloat your project like crazy from like, let's say like five megabytes to like 800 megabytes suddenly. And it's a slow process. It does this all the time, at least on my device, which is not even that unpowerful or anything. It's iPad Pro, um, iPad Pro 10.5 
um, inch. I don't remember the the year, but it's a plenty f- plenty powerful device. It's more powerful than this MacBook. Um, but yeah, here where's now the problem with this MacBook is that <laughs> some projects that I literally started on the iPad, and yes, it the iPad did the optimization thing, but it still played my projects. Some projects projects I can't even play on my MacBook. I've I was thinking that, you know, I'm gonna be like maybe making this album, I'm gonna record music how I made it, maybe gain some like audience um in like learning um community because it's cool to share. I like to share um just in general because again there's so many times that I go onto YouTube, you know, to like how to fix this, how to do this, you know. And there's information because people share it. And I thought, okay, I'm gonna be doing the same. Why not? <laughs> but the problem is that I can't even like screen record and play the tracks that I recorded at the same time because the computer completely like chugs like it, it dies basically. Which is pathetic and funny at the same time, but oh well, such is life I guess. And so yeah, I I was I was able to basically record it and like finish mix it to the level that I'm okay with, that I don't hate completely the tracks. Only six of them out of I think like twelve originally that I wanted to do. And so after that basically I kept um doing more more music, but um I I just couldn't finish it because I got so discouraged by that process using this MacBook that I was like, just, no, I can't. Like, either I have to wait until I can buy like a more powerful MacBook or maybe I will be able to sell my um, gaming PC and then sell this crap shit and then buy like a better one. But unfortunately, again, um, 2021 happened and uh, the, the fact that people basically have no money in this country no more uh not for not for like expensive purchases like new desktop computers macbook computers it's it's really rare now that you even have like advertisements for those kinds of things and yeah i had mine like sitting without any calls or nothing for i think like three four months and then i was just like okay well it's not gonna work apparently in terms of like i I was trying to sell my desktop computer to upgrade this shitty macbook because i was like okay fuck the gaming like i do this anyway like maybe one time per two weeks or something like that so i was like it's just sitting doing nothing i could have done better with this um but no nobody wants to buy it so it means that yeah right now i cannot finish a lot of like musical pieces that i started unfortunately And music is still quite a big part of my life in the sense that I do want to make more music. It's not super high quality or anything like that, but I didn't hate it at the end. At least like two, three, four tracks I'm quite proud of. And I'm like, okay, it actually sounds pretty cool. I I still like it, which is if you ever created anything, right? You know, like when you finish something after some whatever week or something you come back to it maybe maybe even a month or whatever it is for you you come back to it and you're like who the fuck did that like it it looks like garbage sounds like garbage you know like i wrote some garbage like it's fucking nonsense right and you're like how did i how could i ever wrote it how could i ever created it like how could i ever liked it but um for me yeah, at least for several tracks i was able to overcome this and i was like okay you know what i actually like it I have it on my phone. I'm like going outside and listening to it. I'm like, dude, I need to do more of this because I actually enjoy listening to the stuff that I made. But again, <laughs> I just, I just dread going back to 
doing music on this particular computer because it is so painful, so annoying, so slow. Nothing works. Again, I can't record like my process, can't even share it with anybody. And it's just it's just very, very subpar experience. Thus, um, basically music production stopped for me in April. I did release like one like more track that was just like laying on my hard drive for the past, I guess, like 10 years, if I'm being honest. And I listened to it again. I was like, Do you know what? I don't hate it. Like, it's not particularly great, but like, whatever. Why not to do it? Like, it's already finished. It's just like an MP3 file. I don't even, I don't even think I have like the original project anymore, but I was like, whatever. Like, let me just release something because I wanted to try another sort of music distributor. Because the original music distributor that I used, Song Trader, I think, I don't know if they canceled it, but I think at one point, I'm pretty sure that at one point, um, they wanted their users to scan their faces and upload, I think, also like a passport information or something. And I was like, are you fucking for real? You're a music distributor. You're acting like a fucking FBI. I was so pissed that I was like, okay, I'm going to go to some another one. And um, and I went to some another one. I don't think it's much better, but at least they didn't ask me to submit like fucking my social security number, my passport, my face ID, like, you know, like fucking fingerprints just to upload a fucking music. And their explanation was uh, because somebody like used some bots to farm more like more listeners or something like that. It's like, so fucking deal with those people. Don't punish all the rest of us. Like, what is this garbage? It goes against, again, to kind of, to show my disdain to big companies. I fucking hate how they operate right now. At least like bigger, I guess, I guess you could say US-based ones, but I guess they're kind of international. So it's sort of spreading across the world, this kind of a cancer mentality of like, give us all the fucking, like really personal from like... I don't know, 10 years ago, people asked you, like websites asked you for um, email and that was enough. And it was already pissing people off, right? And now they're asking you to submit your picture of yourself, like real you, right? Even though like I, for example, use my pseudonym, right? Because I don't want to use like my real name because it's not about that. It's about like this sort of a brand, if you wish, I'm kind of want to build this, this, yeah, just this thing that I'm doing. And I don't want to like submit to some fucking song distributor company my face and my passport information what is this garbage what is this like orwellian world so yeah i don't know if i will ever use them the thing is that why i did use them is because they were free and they take a cut and i think this like i think every um, song distributor should have this option you distribute it for free you take a cut of the sales because otherwise you're just paying and paying and paying and paying and because we all know, I think by now that like Pareto distribution, 80, 20, uh, 80% of profits is made by like 20% of people. And even that is not really true. It's like, it's rather like 95% of profits made by like 1% of people, artists, whatever, video creators, YouTubers, doesn't matter. So most of the people never see the light of day of a paycheck. And so you could be paying to some ridiculous companies there are some ridiculous song distributors who ask for like 50 dollars per month for some fucked up shit like that you could you could just pay and pay and pay and you will never see any money out of it i'm living in belarus i'm not living in freaking america where it's pocket money here it is like a third of a monthly salary 
or something like that. So still not not acceptable um, for me anyway at, at this point in like my careers or whatever um, to just pay for basically nothing for them to just upload it to all those platforms once and that's it like no thank you so yeah that's that was the state of like song trader um i i tried uh root note i tried root note um i think i think i i i think they had some shady stuff there as well which i think i don't mind because i just uploaded one song there but i don't think i'm going to be using them either so it's like i guess you're gonna pay to distrikit eventually i don't know whatever we will see about that so that was the music part of that year which was subpar again i finished again i kind of wanted to do like two albums for sure and the third one sort of slow meditative kind of stuff which i have quite a few tracks for that album and that one i probably still may do even on this shitty laptop because i really want myself to listen to that music there are at least like four, three, four tracks that each time I open like GarageBand and, um, or Logic, whatever, and listen to them, I'm like, why the fuck haven't I finished it yet? I want it on my phone now. And I never sort of take time and sit down and finish it. Because again, it's a painful process on this stupid computer. It just shows you like that, although people tell you that, oh, it's not, it's not a gear that sort of makes whatever photographs, videos, whatever, right? But having the right gear, having the right gear for you at the moment is so crucial. It's so crucial. Otherwise, you can be sitting like me on at least two albums, instrumental, nothing too special. But this is something that I've done. It's, it's the tracks that I still like, at least a lot of them. And I don't want to finish them because I don't have the right gear. And I know that it's going to be suffering and pain. <laughs> and I have a lot of it in my life without... Um, like in real life basically around me without like having to endure this even in my creative sort of life so yeah actually having the right gear having you know more expensive computer and like faster computers and stuff like that it's actually pretty good it's actually helpful so enough about the audio part of that now it's um, the writing part um, and video creation for like youtube or other platforms um I think I started good. I think I started good even like doing some TikToks. Nothing like crazy. I was just sharing some information. I didn't do like stupid dances or whatever. I still don't understand all this TikTok. But what good, um, at least I found on TikTok is the learning on TikTok kind of a hashtags and that kind of stuff. Just information because I'm, I'm all about like education, about like learning things. I mostly subscribe on YouTube to that kind of a content anyway. And like, you know, sort of having it delivered to you in like short, whatever, 30 seconds, one minute sort of bursts. It's even, it's even cooler at times if we're talking about some uh, small things. But um, unfortunately, at some point um, around, around the summer, I actually broke my tooth and uh, broke my front tooth, which was problematic for me for many, many years. I broke it long, long time ago. Stupidly, it's a story for another time. And so, yeah, I just, I just could, couldn't do any TikToks anymore because obviously, or at least like mostly, you kind of need to be on camera for TikToks because it's kind of a preferred type of content, even if it's a, like an educational type of content. Um, 
so you kind of need to be in front of camera which i couldn't because again chipped not broken tooth completely but chipped it's visible and i was quite embarrassed of it and felt um, very insecure and uncomfortable to do any videos and thus <laughs> tiktok career um, ended prematurely so yeah with youtube again they were doing some changes that i didn't like so i got discouraged using that platform as well i still did put a few pieces of content i just don't have any consistency that's the problem and um, in this sense i heavily failed because if it was a year of commitment or even perseverance in that area of life i didn't learn how to just continue to create i didn't learn it i couldn't do it because i was feeling down um, very often i was feeling really shitty quite often and um, yeah just couldn't do it it just didn't work at all and the problem with like mental health situations issues in my country it's not my country i fucking despise this place but in the in the fucking place that i unfortunately live right now in belarus that it's unwise if i'm being really honest it's unwise to go to the doctor and tell you that hey doctor i think i'm i'm in depression i think i might be um on like autistic spectrum because there is no such thing as like um confidentiality between you and doctor they will share this shit with some other um organs and whatnot and if i would be completely completely like honest with medical professionals um who knows what kind of stuff they could have sort of diagnosed me or whatever like suicidal thoughts or whatever the fuck and um i don't want to have anything like that on my record in this country simply because um if for some reason i don't know whatever somebody finds some old post on whatever social media that i said something about government or, or wherever and um basically if push comes to shove the government can basically deem you like mentally unstable mentally unhealthy you know and uh, put you away to the mental institution and i have seen one flew of a cuckoo's nest and i don't want to end up there um so i don't want to even present any sort of chances opportunities or anything like that to the government to have on me basically which is obviously not great for my mental health because I would definitely I would definitely want some help to understand how to navigate again these issues, this depression um, and um, sometimes anxiety and those kind of things. But here I just I feel unsafe if I would go to a medical professional and ask for help. I would feel unsafe doing this in that particular regard anyway. So that's fun. And so I had to struggle. On my own, basically. Some months would be good. Some months or weeks uh, would be bad. And um, yeah, unfortunately, you know, if you feel shitty like and you, I don't know, do some manual work, manual labor, this is one thing. And you can forget doing the manual labor. You can forget about your mental shit that's in your head. But if you are trying to become a creative professional, um, you kind of need your head. <laughs> a little bit at least and it's really detrimental to that sort of profession and to that creative process um to have struggles to have struggle in 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 the mental department i don't know if i'm just making excuses for myself but usually i don't usually i'm like way too harsh on myself i'm just trying to analyze myself because 
again, I don't have a doctor to analyze myself. And um, that's the analysis sort of that I came up with, or at least partially that a lot of those sort of self-doubts and failures and whatnot, like a lot of them are sort of from the external factors because I take things way too sort of too hard because I really like freedom. I really, maybe because I don't have it, at least living in this country. I really value like freedoms of speech and all of these things. And then you read some news and not even in my country, but across the world and it's complete sort of disaster in those departments. And um, you, not to even talk about this whole um, COVID situation, like you read about handling of those um, pandemics in terms of governments for, for restricting the freedoms of movement of people, which is insanity to me. And so I was reading how all of those things were unfolded and I was just becoming more and more depressing because I was coming to understanding that even if I would be able to escape from this country, which by the way, doesn't have pretty much any restrictions or like move on like movement and, you know, visiting anything like, yeah, some stores require masks, some stores sort of require masks, but like already forgot about it because it's like already too annoying. And, uh, I'm reading about whatever, something like Canada or Austria or Germany, whatever, that people are restricting their own or, or like forcing their own citizens to take vaccines, which is insanity because it's a vaccine that doesn't even work properly. Yes, it reduces mortality, but it doesn't reduce like transmissibility. It doesn't even last long. And it's unproven, untested, really untested in a sense that it's just some new shit. And um, I'm just reading it all and like, I'm living in a dictatorship fucking, like real dictatorship country. And it doesn't even look as bad as real good democracies. And I'm like, so where can I go? Like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, should I go to the moon or something? Like, where can I just live in a free society where the government doesn't impose anything on you and being like really terribly small and only responsible for like... We are giving you advice. This is our best information. Here is how you could do things, you know, not like restricting your your fucking freedoms. And people are okay with this, which which something that bothered me even more. Um, reading the news from the Western world, from both Europe and North America. And Australia and New Zealand, they fucking had like a couple cases and they shut down the whole country. I'm like, how people are not revolting against this? This is insanity. And you are allowing insanity on mass scale. And people just didn't give a fuck. And now Austria again mandates fucking vaccination for shit that doesn't even work really. In the times when Pfizer wants... wants uh, to close basically the data for the next 50 years of all the trials and all the data that they have on their vaccines, which is insanity, insanity to me. And and so you could probably hear how passionate I am about that kind of thing. And imagine how much more passionate I was in the moment, because right now it's already, whatever, six months past um, from those events. But it still pisses me off that people don't value their own freedoms that they have at least still have because or still had six months prior or like a year prior they don't even want to fight for it they don't want to protest even though they're living in democratic countries they can protest here if you go protest in belarus five minutes in you're gonna be in fucking jail for the next 15 days quite literally 
not even joking it it is exactly what it is and there is even a, a law like you can't sort of con- uh, congregate um free people or more or something like that to protest there is i think there, i think even like single protests are not allowed not allowed you can get in jail for protesting against something whatever whatever it is and um people in western countries they just don't they just don't think about that kind of stuff that it could lead to tyranny because it's already a tyranny in my opinion what what is going on often in many countries so yeah i was reading this and at some point i was like you know what i just cannot do it anymore and i stopped reading basically all the news about in my own country because every every news was worse than other and then i stopped reading pretty much all the news um, through from the rest of the world basically because they were even worse because to me Again, Western countries like UK, again Germany, whatever it is, or United States, Canada, whatnot, Netherlands, whatever. They are the beacons of hope for me, the places that I kind of aspire to live there, whatever. But then I'm 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 looking at that their so-called democratic, um, basically, government is acting even worse than our dictatorship government, which is insanity. I would have never ever guessed in a million years, just two years ago that, that that i would be saying these words but it's true like i'm saying there were almost no restrictions in belarus almost nothing besides the fact that <laughs> fucking iron curtain fell down suddenly um but yeah but that was because a lot of smart people started after the election in 2020 a lot of smart people who could escape they started to actually pack and go away and that actually scared um, the dictator because he understood that oh if actually a lot of like smart people will go out of this country well it could lead to yeah north korea type of scenario eventually anyway so yeah um that's not a lot of like yearly theme reviews but that's that's exactly how i felt in 2021 that's exactly the roller coasters i was going through throughout the year again in, at the beginning of the year i was really focusing on like finishing this album and making as many good tracks as i could and i was working pretty much every day on them and then i took a break and then uh, yeah and then i tried to do more of the things again more content but i was getting so discouraged that it was like paralyzing which is so stupid but that's how i felt that's that's what it is middle part of the year was garbage but the end of it was a bit better i want to say the end of it was a bit better so let's talk a little bit about that the end of the year i want to say let's start with like whatever september october somewhere there i thought i want to sort of get back to writing and i want to do also screenwriting because i'm listening to script notes podcast i was listening to other podcasts about writing screenwriting screenwriting in particular and um I was getting into reading scripts and I was reading scripts and I was like, dude, some of them are so freaking amazing. It's almost like verbatim um, went to the screen and the movie is great and it's so amazing. And others, I was I was reading them and I was like, hmm, really? I don't remember that in the movie or like in the movie it was different or something. So I was, or like, or or they didn't put something great that I found in the script into the movie. And so I was reading it all like um, several screenplays and i was really fascinated by it and um, i was thinking you know what um i need to try it because the the word count is way less than in a book and uh, well i don't you're probably not going to be able to judge it from this 
episode, I'm actually not, I'm actually, I actually don't speak a lot. And I actually, I'm actually trying to be quite conservative with my words, which again, you can't judge by this podcast, okay? Because I'm trying to talk. (laughs) But in real life, I'm trying to be quite, again, reserved with words and stuff. And definitely do more listening than talking. Um, I was thinking, I need to try it. I need to try and write a screenplay. Because I've been sitting on, I want to say, five, ten ideas that I was thinking, do you know what? It could be a movie. Like, I could I could see that as a movie. Or one of the ideas is like a more of a, for a miniseries or something. But I was just thinking, I could see it as a movie. And uh, yeah, I need to write it. Because I myself would watch such a movie if I were, if I was able to execute it, basically, uh, to the level as you kind of imagine in your head, right? Because it's all good when it's in your head. It's It, it kind of looks so perfect in your head, right? But once you start putting it on the page or once you start making like a music or whatever, even creating some video or even like researching something, right? Like you think like, oh, I want to do or read about this or or do some project about this and then you start reading and it's like more and more information and more information suddenly it's not that easy and a lot of sort of pitfalls suddenly sort of presented um but i was thinking okay you know what the word count for screenplay of like 100 pages is not that big i think i maybe can do it but i didn't know if i could do it um so i started developing one story that I had sitting on my shelf for sort of quite a long time. And um, what inspired me a lot is movie All is Lost. If you haven't seen this movie, it's a um, small disaster movie. It's a, literally one man on a boat trying to survive. That's the summary of the movie. But it's a, such an amazing movie. I, I kid you not. I, was, I, I watched it like in one go quickly, like just oh, so much enjoyed it. Not least because I was interested in in boats at the time. And when I'm interested in something, I kind of want to, I don't know, learn everything I can about it. And uh, yeah, so basically that movie like fit perfectly um, for me at the time. Um, All is Lost. Great movie. um, But because my concept was sort of similar, not, not about boats or anything, but one man trying to survive, right? There are movies like that, right? You have obviously... Um, infamous revenant you have obviously um into the wild there is movie wild there are movies like that sort of self-search you know or you know person gets into trouble he tries to get out of the trouble right but some, somehow i was feeling that kind of a alone and lonely vibes at the time and i was thinking you know what if there was a movie like that i would watch it and i started writing it I didn't finish it yet, still, because at some point I switched projects, but I was okay. I think I was doing all right. I was developing the story. Um, I knew sort of what I want to do, roughly, and I was just trying to outline as many things that I as I could. And then life happened, and um, I needed to pretty much every day go and feed um, one cat that, unfortunately... Um, basically was left alone after the death of um, his owner and my father knew his owner and so for some time like my father took care of that cat but then my father needed to go to another country and um, to Russia and then I was basically charged with task of feeding that cat and that story somehow the story that of my first screenplay 
was basically that a guy has this sort of little moment of he just needs to go and feed this cat. I know it sounds kind of stupid and kind of okay, where's the story? The rest of the things sort of I imagined about whatever the girl, the guy meets the girl kind of a story, all this kind of um, stuff that, you know, usual kind of, um, I don't know, usual or not, but sort of a bit melodramatic, sort of a dramedy kind of a thing. Don't want to say like take away Titi style, but that, that was sort of something that I was having in mind kind of as an inspiration. Wes Anderson movies, take away Titi movies and um, Zach Braff movies, um, like Garden State especially. And I rewatched Garden State. I read the screenplay for Garden State. I still love the movie, but I was reading the screenplay and I was like, okay, he basically breaks pretty much all the conventions of like, at least what they teach you or what they tell you is like a good screenwriter or best screenwriter or whatever. But the movie still holds. The movie is still cool. Like they tell you, right? Like not to put a lot of like um, just dialogue on the page and like break the lines and all of that. And I was just reading the screenplay and it's like, well... It's not really polished on the page. It's kind of a, a little bit rough, but the movie is good still. So I was like, you know what? If you could see that some screenplays, and I was reading something else with uh, Big, Ad Big Time Adolescence. I read the screenplay and I was like, wow, that's a great movie. And then I watched the movie and I was like, wow, they actually removed from the movie few really good parts. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why did they do that? That's kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of a stupid decision. So I was like, okay. And then again, All is Lost, I also read the script and a few others. So I was like, okay, you know what? I think I, I'm ready to write my own screenplay. And for two weeks, pretty much every day, I think with the exception of, I guess, like two days, I would go feed this cat, sort of feed my own brain with like new ideas um, because it was kind of a new environment for me. And I was just writing pretty much every day. And it was amazing. It wasn't easy, um, but it was satisfying because you kind of sit there for 20 minutes, you kind of try to solve the problem in your head, and then you just keep writing and things come out somehow. And I've heard it so many times, right, that you need to sit down and start writing at least something. Even if you don't know what you're going to write, if you don't know anything, just start something and things will fall in place. And um, it's true. When I started writing the first ever draft of the first ever, well, basically the first ever because I started the other project before, but like fully, fully with like the intention to finish it for sure in that like whatever month or something like that, that was the first screenplay. And um, I was just doing it every day with one goal, get to 90 pages. That's it. I didn't even care like um, what the dialogue is going to be, like how the story like really will be or whatever. I knew roughly the, the beginning, I knew the ending, I knew few parts that I wanted to put there, I knew some parts in the middle, but I didn't know all of it. And I, as I was writing, I realized I knew way, way, way less than I thought I knew, which was actually terrifying and kind of set me back because I started doubting myself at, first, at, at some points. But I'm going to talk about writing my sort of first screenplay in another episode but long story short um i was actually able to get to 90 pages and i still had few like um, scenes few notes basically for myself of scenes that i need to put inside of the script so i got i guess i got to like 95 or like even 100 pages i think and i was surprised by that because i was really really scared that i will have nothing to say and nothing to glue the story together and just in general like nothing to put the story together 
I was really afraid of that because, you know, again, it's one thing when it's in your head and you're thinking, oh, it's so cool, it's amazing, but you don't know all the details, right? You don't know all the nooks and crannies and whatnot and like you don't understand really what you're doing. You feel like you have a story, but again, as I've learned, you don't really have a story. You have few moments and then maybe you will find a story. And then I, I went back and I think, yeah, I think I spent, yeah, I forgot what it was, 15, 17. I'm going to talk about it in another episode. I recorded a little piece right after I basically finished it. So I have like more precise information in that piece. It's going to be coming, I guess, later. How exactly many days it took me, but it, it was something like not more than, basically not more definitely than um, 18 days um, to get to, yeah, like 90 plus pages, which was my goal. And which was amazing. Unfortunately, what happened afterwards, which is people sometimes tell you, don't give yourself too much slack just because you finished, you know, your first draft, whatever. doesn't mean that you finished the script. You need to rewrite it, obviously. You need to finish it, polish it, second draft, third draft, whatever it might take, right? I, I try to try it to write quite cleanly. I know people don't recommend it, but that's just how my brain works. So I don't need to like re... I read it afterwards a couple of times and I'm like, I know that I don't need to rewrite too much dialogue or anything like that and scenes are there, but because I sort of wrote a little bit out of order, I need to structure it. And it's editing, basically. And it's such a fucking tedious task that I hate, like when making videos or audio or something like that. I fucking hate editing. And um, I've been slacking for the past... 20 plus days to go back and actually start properly editing. I started a little bit, finished, added um, added a few scenes that I wanted to add, but I didn't properly put like either second draft or like proper re-edit. And I'm still, still sort of... <sighs> Just sitting on that, which is stupid, because the, the more time passes, the less likely you are to want to go back there. But I feel quite a resurgence right now again at the second part of January of 2022. Um, so I think I'm going to go back to back to editing that script because I really want to finish it, because that kind of a movie I want to watch. I want to watch like a small kind of a drama, dramedy kind of a thing about few people in kind of shitty circumstances, just trying to just trying to find. I don't know, in a sense, each other and maybe like a better life, whatever. Um, I want to watch that kind of movie. Um, so I want to write that kind of movie. And hopefully, maybe if I'm lucky enough, which I'm not, but maybe something will change. I have no idea. Uh, I would be, I really want to direct that kind of a movie. And then I want to, I, also the other reason, I want to finish that movie so I can write another one. Because now I know that actually I can get to 90 pages and still have something in tank to say more. So yeah, my biggest fear of, of like not having enough words was uh, kind of eliminated, I guess you could say, which is great. And I want to write more because I like, I really like this, the, the format, the screenplay format, the form of the script. I, I kind of vibe with it quite a lot because I really like movies and um, I like movies yeah, more than books and stuff like that. Uh, because it's such an interesting medium. So I would say that a little bit, 2021 and this yearly theme of commitment um, or perseverance was a bit saved at the end because they did do in one year two things that I've never done before. And even more to that, that I've done two things that I'm pretty sure no one out of like my surrounding has ever done, which I don't know, I somehow... I feel like this is quite an accomplishment. The fact that, over, okay, the script is not finished, 
properly, right? But at least the fact that in 2021, I was able to write my first full draft 90 plus pages, 95, 90, whatever it is right now. Um, that's, that's a big deal to me. And mind you, I was writing in English, so it was a bit harder. But because I want to find like work in the industry, in the screenwriting, in film industry in general, I knew like I like I have to kind of try to get some international kind of um, attention in a sense. And that's obviously the first step to like write a screenplay that people can at least read. You know, writing it in English um, made it uh, quite harder at some points because because I'm trying to be kind of a reserved with words right as you should in a screenplay right but be very visual but like you know put several words like just find one perfect word instead of describing it like in more details i knew like for example some words in in russian but then like finding that specific word in english uh it was it was uh, a little bit challenging i have to say um that's the downside of not being like a native english speaker yeah because you have to go i have to translate from some words from russian to to english again because i'm trying to be very specific in certain in certain ways or just trying to find that exact word and then i then i have to like go and google english word and then i have to like confirm that that that, that translation really means what i mean um so i need to like google like translation back from like english to russian or like watch some videos like how it's like like what what exactly it means or whatever it, you know it's like it's the whole long process whole long process basically uh not particularly fun because it distracts from writing but because i have that kind of um i don't know i guess you can call it a little bit of a ocd kind of stuff that like you need to nail that kind of a thing often i found myself to just like stuck searching and researching instead of writing but then again even with all those limitations and all those downsides and all those mental my own kind of um, blocks i was able to finish it in less than 20 days i think it was like 15 days i'm not gonna lie but i think it was like 15 days which i didn't even expect myself because like what did i really started it i think like it was 4th of december something like that and i think i finished it like on 18 for something i'm like it can't be true no way i mean i had the story sort of bubbling a little bit in my head maybe like a week before december and i kind of was like eh, maybe could be their story somehow i think they could be there could be um but i didn't know really and then i was like you know what let's just try let's just start writing here and because i feel like i know where some things can go and yeah and then i was like oh really it was just two weeks just shy of like yeah just a little over two weeks that's amazing but then again like i'm telling you <laughs> right now for like 20 days i didn't do anything with that thing uh, which is again very stupid because i could have done basically rewrite and like polish it and stuff like that even back in december before new year unfortunately i let myself sleep which is something that yeah i want to learn more in the new year in this 2020 to focus more build my foundations which is exactly what next episode of the podcast will be and it will be way shorter because an hour of podcast is way too much um but i'm going to be talking about yearly themes of 2022 um once again i've learned some things from 2021 commitment was not a right word for it it was perseverance just to get through it just to keep mentally in the game at least in some capacity in some areas just try to do something that you can try not to give up um on yourself first and 
Although the last mission was sort of accomplished, one mission was not really because I didn't do, like I said already before, I didn't do everything I wanted to do. And there's still a children's book that I practically didn't touch in, in 2020. One which is making me upset at myself because I really, I did touch it, okay? I did touch it, uh, but I didn't finish it, which is something that I really wanted it. Because again, it's a bit of a personal story and that thing is again with Kazavid. But boy, boy, like that thing like inspired me just in general to keep going when, yeah, the time when I actually picked up from the street my cat that lives with me. Um, she like really helps me and I don't know where I would be without her for sure. So yeah, I, I really kind of want to sort of pay a tribute, I guess, in a way um, and just like praise, praise animals and praise that kind of a thing, scenario, whatever, and get... Just get into the world a little bit of like positivity and sort of hopefulness, I guess. It's just that because when you're like so small, because when you don't have like audience at all, basically, it's all you and your mental various struggles and whatnot. And it's so hard to get out of your own head, right? Because it's how can you? You are in your own head. You are your own head, right? And unfortunately for me, like, my family doesn't really care nor, like, support, like, all these creative endeavors. And if anything, they just want me to, to just do something that all the regular people do, which is understandable to some degree. Because there's nobody in our family, extended family, anything like that, who is, like having a career in like creative industry making money out of it and stuff like that and so my family obviously doesn't understand that it could be a valuable path it's not right now for me but it could be a valuable path and it is for many other people who are not me <laughs> but so when you don't have support from your family when you don't have any like support online basically because you don't have um yet any like audience um and you are just in your own head like it sucks. It sucks, like because it's sort of on on all fronts. It's like no support at all. But hopefully, it's gonna change. I just uh, I'm I'm probably a little bit naive optimist in the sense that I just hope for the better. Otherwise, like why bother, right? I don't think I don't think nobody will listen to this to this point. But in case you will, thank you a lot. Because I have no idea why would you do that to yourself, but thank you. Uh, you're probably one of two people who listen to the end. The first one will be me when I will have to edit this. So yeah, I hope you're having a good day. Or at least I hope you're having mental sort of fortitude to, again, persevere. Even if you are having a bad day. Alright, thank you for listening. Please, if you can, subscribe to this uh, podcast on Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice and whatnot. And uh, if you can, subscribe to YouTube channel, TikToks, listen to the music that I've made on Spotify. And also, like, let me know. Let me know about about the music, if you liked it or not. And um, atomsofstardust.com is the place for everything, basically, that I do. Atomsofstardust.com Once again, thank you for listening. And till the next episode. Take care and bye-bye.